Identify your ideal customer profile as early as possible, even if possible before you start building, and then build towards them. And then find a way to get them to use your products as soon as possible. John, I'm excited to continue our conversation now as to hear your journey as as a as a leader and now being able to CEO uh, of Tackle. Talk to me. How how do you get to where you are today? <laughs> uh, I ended up in tech pretty early. I, I actually dropped out of college and got a job in IT in the late 90s and kind of I had grown up pretty technical just like as a computer kid and uh, you know tech came really naturally to me and that started my career and then fast forward a few years I, I found myself on the vendor side of business at a, a big tech company called EMC and you know found my way back to school and went to business school and uh, always with this pursuit of one, wanting to be an entrepreneur, two, wanting to stay on the front lines of how technology can change the way businesses operate. Uh, and, you know, I spent a fair amount of time in large tech, uh, helping both, you know, in, in sales, in technical sales, in professional services, helping customers solve problems. And, and that was really the part of tech that I loved the most. It was the app. It wasn't the creation. It was the application of technology and, and staying close to customers was really inspiring. Uh, I ended up, I was thinking about joining, starting a, a cloud migration services company at the time. And one of my career mentors was like, Hey, there's a really great opportunity. You should go work for Greenplum and help them scale. And at, at the time it, it made a ton of sense to me and my wife and I had a young family and I joined the Greenplum team and that's where I met the founders, you know, co-founders of Tackle. So Dylan and Brian and I came together at that point and that was where our relationship journey started. And originally with Tackle, I was an investor in Tackle and then I was on the board and was an active advisor of the company through product market fit. And then I uh, officially joined as CEO in 2018. And there were lots and lots of steps along the way. And when I say I was an investor, I'm not an investor. I wanted to become an investor and I thought it was a great chance to invest with people that I really enjoyed working with and thought were super smart and had a really interesting idea. So it's like, yeah, this is a place that feels right. And it's a place I feel like maybe I could add some value. And then it just happened to turn into what it's become. Whether it's in the past two years with Tackle or your previous ventures, are there any uh, uh, tactics that you found have worked well for earlier start startups, um, or maybe they're doing fairly well to get their first cu couple customers and then to be able to scale from there. Any tactics that you can share? Yeah. I, I mean, lean startup thinking and just the idea of MVP and how do you build for your target persona? I, I think that, there's a million different ways to execute on that, but just the the basics of that thinking, I think are so important. And a lot of times people will have an idea, but they won't understand who's really going to use it. And they'll spend a fair amount of time trying to build out the idea before they can really answer the, that can be, it can be successful and people have been successful that way, but Oftentimes you will find that there's a big pivot along the way once you get products in the hands of the users. So I would say try to I, identify your ideal customer profile as early as possible, even if 
possible before you start building and then build towards them and then find a way to get them to use your products as soon as possible. And I was, as, as I talk to entrepreneurs, whether it's early stage companies or people thinking about going on this journey, I really try to break the customer journey down into you have the zero to one, like zero product to first customer. That is a very, very distinct problem statement. Then you have the one to 10. And in the one to 10 phase, you're trying to figure out how repeatable is the solution that you created. Can you get to 10 people using your product the same way? And this is an area where a lot of entrepreneurs fail because they'll find their zero to one. And then they'll find number two who wants to do something kind of like what one did, but it's not the same. And you're so, you, you want to grow and you want to delight customers. So sometimes you'll, you'll say yes to that. When in reality, that can be super dangerous. If, if to get to, then the next phase is going from 10 to 50 and 50 to 100. And like in the zero to 10, the one to 10 phase, that's where you figure out repeatability. In 10 to 50, you start to figure out value. In 50 to 100, you start to figure out scale. In 100 and beyond, it's really optimization. What kind of challenges do you see you're going to need to overcome and, and maybe even others um, in order to grow? Yeah, it's a great question. So we, we were born and built remote. So from 2016, um, we, we've always operated remote. Zoom and Slack make up the backbone of the company. And you have to create very intentional internal communication infrastructure to succeed remote. So we had that in place when the pandemic hit, which we did not design the company that way to avoid a pandemic. It was a, a like great, <laughs> great use case for the way we were built. Uh, but when you look at the business community of cloud, the business community of cloud is centered very heavily on these big events like AWS reInvent and uh, Microsoft Inspire and Microsoft Build. And uh, all these big events are kind of these rallying cries for the SaaS and cloud industry. And those have gone away. And I, I still don't think anyone knows what a, a world without reInvent will look like. Uh, and everyone's trying to figure it out and everyone's pivoting towards more digital uh, based engagement. And I think this is going to really help product led growth companies because if, if you're, if you're oper if you're building your product to be consumed easily by your target user persona, then you, you should be able to continue to grow through these times. And you really have to lean into like that content based style how do I, how do i build value added content that will help people engage with the company understand the problems we can help them solve and then make it really easy for them to get access to our products so we're we we've made that that pretty hard pivot we used to spend a lot of time at the big cloud events and we we've we've shifted full on to a content based strategy and doing a lot of like online content that delivers value to our customers. And, you know, we've seen good success there. For you as, as a leader, are there any books, podcasts, uh, uh, sites that you frequent or have enjoyed or read in the past? Uh, I'm a huge Jason Lemkin fan from Saster. So um, if you're in SaaS and you want to think about growth, I, I feel like every time I search a question, I find a Jason Lemkin article. Uh, so 
that's great. And then uh, Bessemer is our, our lead investor, uh, and they do a lot to publish the State of Cloud report, which is something I've read I've read for years and have always found it super fascinating. So they put out a lot of great content that I, I really love. Looking forward in the near term and long term, what kind of technology innovations do you predict we will see? So in the next uh, year or so, and then in five or ten years, what do you think? I I, I think that uh, I think that movement, uh, as you think about going from one hundred and seventy five thousand software companies to a million software companies, everything that's repeatable will be automated with software, and I I think that will change the way people work similar to how like the pc and microsoft office change the way you work and then you think about the iphone and everything that the iphone and smart devices consolidated like i think this b2b evolution with software uh will have a similar kind of shift in the way that people work and i think another chapter of that's going to be those companies are trying to take that innovation that they use for themselves and apply it to their industries to become software companies. And I think you'll see more traditional enterprises make up some of that 175,000 software companies and um, almost the same way that Amazon created AWS. AWS was a service provider for Amazon and then they brought that to market as a cloud provider. I, I think you're going to see an acceleration of that as we move further into the digital transformation world. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app.